0: It's the DogCast, episode 233, Dogs vs. the Cajuns. Let's get 2010 started right. Episode number 233. And my name is Derek, and I'm here in the bunker with my co host, Old Dog, and we are in game week. This is the first game of the year against the University of Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. Old Dog, are you excited about the kickoff of football season against the Raging Cajuns?
1: I am excited about the opening week of college football and. Opening against the Ragin' Cajuns is just what this team needs with everything that we've got going on that's so new this year. I'm glad we're kind of playing a a warm-up game, so to speak, uh, you know, a preseason, whatever you want to call it. I'm glad we're not going up against, a you know, a real high-caliber football team because we do have a lot of questions to answer. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get some of them done this Saturday.
0: Well, you know, we just need a confidence. This is I agree. This is just what the doctor ordered. A little confidence game, you know. Get a little game on your belt. Sturdivant's going to get out there. He's going to get a little confidence. Uh, you know, we're going to have Caleb King and Carlton Thomas running the ball. Aaron Murray, he's going to get some snaps, get a little confidence.
1: Um He's probably he may had a lot of snaps.
0: Yeah, Aaron Murray's going to get a lot of snaps. You're exactly right. But um I, yeah, I think you're right. This is, we, we, this would, this was, wouldn't have been a good year for us to open up against Oklahoma State or, you know, uh, you know, somebody like Virginia Tech or somebody like that, you know? Um, we got a 12-21 kickoff. It's going to basically be a noon game. It is only going to be on TV, the Peachtree Sports Network or whatever yes, it is. Yes, indeed. Some people are going to be able to watch it on TV. Um, it's going to be hot. It's gonna, it's gonna be hot. Yeah. Um. You know, this is the first meeting ever. I didn't know this the very first time. I thought, you know, I, you, you think we've played all these little schools in the southeast before, you know, but this is the first time we ever played the Raging Cajuns.
1: but yeah, I was surprised on that too because I thought we had just about played every team out of Louisiana.
0: As you would think. I mean, and they're going to make a uh, Raging Cajuns going to take home about eight hundred large. Yeah. Like, for doing this game for the trouble. Of coming to Sanford Stadium, you know?
1: For showing up to get beat.
0: For showing up to get beat. <laughs> Don't be late to your ass kicking.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um. So, let's talk about the game a little bit. Uh, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to play the role of Vince Dooley, okay? And I'm going to make you think that the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns are world beaters should be in the top ten,
1: okay? Well, I understand they have one of the best long snappers in the country.
0: I'll tell you this, they have a pretty good tight end. He's six six. His name is Ladarius Green, six six, two twenty five. He was their leading receiver last year. Big kid. Uh out of the out of the Wesley Saunders mold, if that if that wakes you up a little bit, you know? But I'll tell you this, unlike the game where Wesley Saunders had as we've mentioned before, 900 receptions for 1,200 yards. Um, this kid is going to find, I think, a lot fewer gaps. There's going to be a lot with with Grantham's new defense. There's going to be a lot fewer gaps out in the flat. There's going to be a lot fewer gaps behind the linebackers, I hope. That's what we're hoping to see. But um, they've got a second-year quarterback. Uh, they've got a very young offensive line and very young running backs, though. And they don't have terribly good receivers either,
1: no, and they're they're undersized and outmanned and uh you know it's just
0: go ahead it, you know you want to say it
1: Well, no, but I mean it's like I say, it's just what the doctor ordered for us, and it is going to be Georgia football, we're going to be in Sanford stadium, they're going to be ninety eight Thousands screaming people there is going to be a wonderful day for college football, but it's sure not going to have the feel or the intensity that we're going to have, you know, for the next three, four, five weeks. I mean, it's not an SEC game, and it's really not against a, a group of folks that are even in our league.
0: Yeah, literally, they're. I mean, they're literally
1: yeah.
0: not in our league. um I'll tell you this though. Let me give you a little, two little two little tidbits about the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. If you're a dog fan out there, you're looking for something to talk about around your tailgate. Here's a little tidbit that you might want to bring up Saturday morning when you're having your beer and, and you're having your fried chicken from Popeyes or, or whatever it is you're doing. Now, if, you, if you're somebody like um, Allie Garner, you know, I know she's having baked brie with smoked uh, ribs with a uh, sweet Thai chili sauce, and I mean, that girl goes gourmet, you know, but for the for the regular people, you know, that are eating just like fried chicken and beer, here's a couple of tidbits. Their offense, Louisiana Lafayette, least penalized team in their division, least penalized team, one of the very few least penalized teams in the country, and their defense, one of the very best teams in the country, their, you know what their defensive philosophy is? Have you heard about this, old dog?
1: Stop the other team from scoring? No, no, no. Okay, yeah. I was just <laughs>
0: – stabbing in the dark there, right? Yeah. Absolutely. No, their just defensive right. philosophy, they call it TNT. TNT, like dynamite, right? TNT, tackles and turnovers. They They claim to specialize in creating turnovers. So, if you're a young Bulldog team – Coming off of a eight-win season where you were not very good in penalties and not very good in turnovers, I'm telling you, Louisiana Lafayette, we said they're just what the doctor ordered, but I'm telling you it's even better than you think. This is really the team we need to play against because this team is good at making turnovers and good at not getting penalized. So I'd like to see us not turn the ball over to them and for us to win the penalty battle with them. And I think that would be a great – I think that would be a good statement in opening. And, of course, I'd like to beat them by 40.
1: Well, and, and you know, I think that's going to be tough. Uh, Reason being, I don't think it's going to – we're going to have any kind of wide-open offense at all for a number of reasons. One, and first and foremost, is we've got a kid at quarterback that's never taken a snap in a college game and, quite frankly, hadn't been hit. In two years and has never been hit by an SEC, uh, defensive, defensive lineman. Sure. Uh, you know, I think we are going to have, and I'm not just saying this out of optimism. I really do think this. I think we're going to see just a, I think it's going to be Georgia Tech all over again. I think we're going to see just a steady dose of running the ball, let probably our greatest asset on the offense which is our offensive line dominate the game and I think we're gonna see a lot of Caleb King, a lot of Carl some Carlton Thomas, a lot of Sean Champas, and a lot of Fred Munstenmeier just continually pounding that rock, pounding that rock. And, you know, I I think we're gonna win. I think we're probably gonna score somewhere in the thirties, but I don't think it's gonna be a wide open barn burner. Uh we'll probably throw a couple times to AJ Green, spread it around a little bit. I think we're probably going to be about 75% to 80% run and 25 uh, to 20% pass. I think this is just going to be a real confidence builder uh, for the offense, get the offensive line to the point where they feel they can dominate, rotate those guys in and out where we've got seven, eight guys that are seeing a lot of playing time. Let Caleb King get his feet under him. Uh, hopefully Walshon's gonna be back for the South Carolina game. You know, let, we've got probably two of the best fullbacks around and, and a great receiving core that I hope we don't use.
0: Well, I agree. It is going to be a plain, I think it's going to be a vanilla game on both sides of the ball. It's going to be vanilla on offense because we got to bring Aaron Murray around and we don't want to have any setbacks with him in terms of, you know, we don't, we don't want him throwing picks and getting freaked out, you know? And
1: no, I mean, the last thing he needs to do is go in with a, with a with his confidence lacking, against an Ellis-Johnson defense. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, talk as much about South Carolina as we want to, and I I don't think they're going to be worth a damn on offense this year, but I'm telling you, they they really do have a stout defense, and they've got a very, very good defensive coordinator in Ellis-Johnson. Hey, I'm still so holding we, out hope
0: that the Whitney Five is not going to be able to make the game, though. You know, I, I'm holding well, out hope that I'm hoping not hope that Ellis Johnson has to suit up. That's what that's what uh, I'm that, hoping for. That
1: would and, and play three possessions exactly. That would be nice, but we need we need Aaron Murray to come into that game in uh, Columbia with all the confidence in the world.
0: Okay, so can we win the turnover battle against the Raging Cajuns? That's my question.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I think. You know, the the defense that we have played under the guy, I'm never going to mention his name again, really wasn't set You know, read and react doesn't give you turnovers. Aggressive style, hard-hitting, gambling-type defense gives you the turnovers, and that's what I think we're going to see.
0: Yeah, because our guys weren't near the ball in the past, and I'm hoping we're going to see different. But I do agree we are going to have a very vanilla defensive scheme also. There's no way Grantham's going to tip his hand to the to South Carolina and the, versus the Raging Cajuns. So oh, you're God. not going to see the blitz packages. You're not going to see you're not going to see anything on defense. You're going to see the base 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 defense.
1: Yeah.
0: on every play because that's all really all we need to do. Um these guys the, the Raging Cajuns are they have very low points per game. They're not very good in the red zone. Um they don't make a lot of mistakes though. Like I said, they're they're very they're very they're, they don't get a lot of penalties, but they're just not a very powerful team. They they don't they don't they don't have a powerful running game or a powerful passing game, you know.
1: No, and and uh they really haven't stopped a whole lot of people.
0: Sure. But now on defense though, let's start talking about defense though. They are what you call uh they're 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 a blitz happy team. I mean, they do they run a 4-3 um, they run a, a multiple scheme 4-3 and they do blitz a lot. And I think that's, I, again, I keep going back to that. This is a tailor-made game for Aaron Murray and his offensive line to get, uh, to get under their belt. This is a team that likes to blitz, but of course, but they're, you know, they're not SEC caliber players, but they're still going to give you different looks and they're going to give Aaron Murray a lot of stuff to look at and chew on, which is exactly what we want for his opening
1: game you know oh absolutely and i mean i really i don't want him to get hurt but what i want to see him take a good hit and jump right back up sure because because like i say you don't you know we said it before you say it all the time you can have all the credentials in the world coming out of high school but until you step on that field and do something for me you know, you're just a statistic on a page.
0: Exactly. And right
1: now that's all he is.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Until he throws a touchdown between the hedges, he ain't scored
1: for me yet, that, you know. You know, that's right. And uh, you know, I mean I I hope and and I think he does, I think he will live up to his praise, but uh, you know, there are other there are other quarterbacks in the SEC that came out of Tampa that were supposed to be God's gift and uh, you know, they really haven't panned out either.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I mean, so, there, but there are some, there are some quarterbacks that came out of Tampa that actually were God's gift.
1: True. Did
0: you, did you see where God, uh, hurt Kyle Orton the other day? You, you don't want to <laughs> be the guy on the field ahead of Tim Tebow. I mean, you know? He's lucky he didn't get taken out in a car accident or something, man. You do not want to be the guy. Anyway, enough Tebow jokes there. But anyway, uh, defensively, Raging Cajuns, they like to blitz. They're sure tacklers. I mean, they're decent tacklers. They like to blitz. They like to create turnovers. Just the perfect challenge for a Georgia team that is trying to come off of a year when we had more turnovers and had the worst turnover ratio that we've had maybe ever. So I, I think it's a perfect setup for us this Saturday, taking on the Raging Cajuns.
1: Yeah, I mean, it should be a real confidence builder. And like you say, let's go out there and, you know, if we get some penalties, you know, on defense for being aggressive, stuff like that, that's fine. But what I want to do is eliminate the stupid penalties that we had. You know, the mo- sure you know, like. Offsides. Like offsides. Lining up offsides. Uh-huh. uh movement on the offensive line too much line
0: scrimmage all that kind of too stuff.
1: much time in the huddle you know or, or breaking the huddle with 12
0: time. men breaking yeah, the you huddle know, with 12 d- men delay a game stuff like that
1: right just the stupid the stupid stuff that kills stuff you know a holding penalty here and there you're gonna have you know maybe a defensive guy going off sides uh pass interference that kind of thing that's understandable i want I I wouldn't mind seeing some aggressive penalties, but let's eliminate the stupid penalties. Let's hold on to the ball and, you know, and let's get some turnovers. I'd love to see some interceptions. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen any, we haven't seen many in quite a while.
0: Well, you know, uh um, you're exactly right. And I, we're going to see rotations at linebacker. We're going to get a lot of people on the field. And, uh, I, I'm, God, I'm so excited. I'm so ready for football on Saturday, dude. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about special teams. We do, everybody knows. I mean, we have, I think we, we have the best kicking tandem. Without a doubt, we have the best kicking tandem in the country with Drew Butler and Blair Walsh.
1: Yeah. And what, and what a turn. Cause this time last year, you and I both were singing the praises of one Brandon Bogate.
0: Brandon Bogate, with the biggest leg in America, you know, had to go to Poland with two
1: scholarships. I had to pull up the death chart to see if he was even still on the team. Wow.
0: I tell you though, the kid comes, I mean, you know, you gotta, I, I admire his guts, man, sending in the film to Coach Rick saying, hey, I can do it. You know, I mean, he, what he did for us was push Blair Walsh to a, to an altitude that Blair Walsh, I don't think could have gotten to without Brandon Bogate behind
1: him pushing him. He's, all the he's press earned,
0: that the kid got, all the talk that he got. Everybody talking about how Blair Walsh couldn't get it done. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, and and, and Brandon Bogate has certainly earned his scholarship.
0: Yes, he has. He did. We got us an end zone kicker.
1: You know. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and uh, and he made it happen. But you know, in addition to Drew Butler and Blair Walsh, we're going to have Brandon Boykin returning kickoffs. One of the best, most electrifying kickoff returners in the country, in Brandon yep. Boykin. And this year, I'm hoping, I think I'm right about this. I think Brandon Smith is going to get the bulk of punt return duties. Uh I believe, <laughs> I don't know about Logan Gray. They, they may still use Logan Gray on the inside of the 20 stuff. But I think if there's an opportunity to return, it's going to be Brandon Smith. And I think he's an excellent choice, too. I don't want to yeah, see A.J. And-
1: Green out there doing that no i i don't think we will no i think we'll see the two brandons back there and uh, you know and i really don't think unless unless either unless brandon smith is eaten up with the dumbass disease like prince miller was i don't think we're going to see logan gray inside the 20 either cuz i'm hoping brandon smith can listen to direction and you know and and which is basically son plant your feet on the 10-yard line, and if the ball goes over your head, wave your hand in the air and don't move.
0: Yeah. That seems so simple, you know? <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> so the Raging Cajuns, I keep trying to bring it back to the Raging Cajuns. See, I'm a professional broadcaster. You see how you I'm are, doing that? It's, it's kind of on the sly, you know. That's the And I'm just
1: all over the place. That's
0: how it's real radio guys do it. Uh, Raging Cajuns return 16 starters overall, 16 out of 22 starters. Um, their quarterback – you know it's pretty good pretty mobile he can throw a little bit um but like i said he has a really young offensive line they're replacing three offensive linemen they've got a running back who has like 14 carries in his career so uh they they they're young at the skill positions on on offense and at the line also you know so um i hope our defense has a chance to Practice some different things and get a lot of different people in the game. And again, get the same kind of confidence building that, uh, Aaron Murray's going to get.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I'm hoping for and, and truly do expect this to be a great confidence builder for us.
0: I, I do want to, I want to mention one other thing too. We didn't talk about this the other day, but I actually meant to talk about this on show 232 and we didn't get to it. Um, Hudson Mason. Who is now officially the second string quarterback. Uh, he's still a red shirt, has not burned his red shirt. My guess is, is that we're gonna try to go through the whole year with Aaron Murray and Hudson not burn his red shirt, but he will burn his red shirt if Murray gets hurt or we have a problem. I believe Hudson Mason will come in the game as the number two quarterback. Logan Gray, Logan Gray is, is, is there, but he's not even preparing as a quarterback every week now, so, uh, you know, Hudson Mason is the number is QB two. He's the six three, two hundred and twenty five pound cannon, you know. Um really looks a lot like Ryan Mallet on the field. I I hate to use that analogy maybe, but uh Hudson Mason is a big boy and he yeah. looks big. Um I just wanted to mention that because we didn't talk about that, but he is number two at the depth chart. Do you have any thoughts on that on that move with Logan Gray being moved to receiver?
1: Well, you know, I mean, obviously, Logan Gray wasn't going to cut it as a quarterback uh you know came in highly touted out of Missouri, and now he's a wide receiver mm-hmm. and I think if he had had if he had had the ability to play quarterback, we certainly would have seen it last year in certain circumstances where we needed it sure I think i'd and again, I think we would be making a just a huge mistake. If we don't let this kid get some snaps, and i we don't need to worry about him having saving a red shirt or any of that, because what in the world are we going to do if we're halfway through the season, and Aaron Murray gets hit, and we don't have anyone that's ever taken a snap again, a quarterback,
0: plus we' got uh, Christian LeMay, which if you believe the pundits, Christian LeMay is you know the next Matthew Stafford, the next David Green. We've got this kid coming in who's supposedly all world
1: yeah, well, you know. I mean, except for the fact he's not
0: playing as a senior because he's a. a, I don't. I don't want to say. I don't know. Uh, Anyway,
1: we we've had a lot of that. I really think in some cases, and and you know, Noah Moreno was a great, you know, a great example of that. I think sometimes we can overthink the situation Mm -hmm. and and give some kid a red shirt when we really shouldn't. Right. Hudson Mason, if if we're up by twenty points going in. To the middle of the third quarter or into the fourth quarter, Hudson Mason needs to be on the field, seeing some time, seeing what it's like in a big game situation. Uh, You know, this holding somebody out with a red shirt and all that—that that may be good for offensive linemen, skill position players. We don't need to be doing that because if this kid is the do-all and end-all and someone we need to redshirt to keep and don't burn him up, he ain't going to be there for four years anyway. Let's use him when we can. Gotcha. I like it. Uh, I just, I, I don't like, I don't like if, if he's got the ability to play, he needs we don't, to be to, yeah, we, and, and coach Rick, he doesn't need to be worrying about next year. He needs to produce this year. Right. Uh, he doesn't have another eight win season in him. I'm telling you that right now. Oh,
0: uh, come on now. Hey, that, let's not even, let's not, I don't, I would start that argument, but I don't want to get down that, I don't want to go down that road right now.
1: What else you and, got on? And let hope it's an argument we never ever have to have.
0: That's exactly right. And I, and as as I do wholeheartedly think, I think uh, coach Rick will, you know, everybody, you know, Oh, my gosh, an eight-win season this year, you know, what are we going to do? Oh, my God, an eight-win season, you know, Coach Rick's back from the brink. I mean, we'll, you know, we'll go back to our standard. uh We'll get back to our 10. We, we If we go 10-2, and 11-1 this year, everybody's going to say Coach Rick's back from the dead. Everybody's going to be a Coach Rick fan all of a sudden. He'll be back from the brink. He'll be off the hot seat and all that bull. <laughs> God, oh, my. That that's, that's all crap, dude. I think it's just crap. But, anyway, um. Yeah, you're right. I hope we don't have to have that argument about uh Coach Rick being washed up and the games passed him by and all that kind of bull crap. Uh, the only other thing I want to talk about, old dog, is North Campus. North Campus, old dog, near and dear to my heart. I know you're a North Campus guy. And,
1: Absolutely. You know
0: I'm a South Campus guy. I'm down where the smart kids hang out.
1: I hate it. I hate it. That and Terrace. I hate it across the bridge. I hang. I, I hang with, art, I hang art, with the art smart art, kids. Art. You hang with the and, hippies. And and not to and not to cast any dispersions on anyone, but weren't there a lot of farmers over on South Campus too?
0: Well, we did you know, we got the vet school, we got the ag guys over there, you know, but we also got the pharmacist, the chemist, the physics poultry, guys.
1: Poultry science.
0: Little poultry. Hey, but we got the yeah. creamery, dude. We got the Swine, creamery. Did, was,
1: oh, the creamery was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I did venture the over
1: there for a little ice cream every now and yeah, then. Yeah,
0: I bet. Under cover of darkness, probably. You don't want anybody to photograph you on South Campus. You don't no, want the to only see time I out. went
1: over to South Campus under the cover of darkness was to steal some, some pigs out of the swine so research anyway, uh, facility. So anyway, North
0: Campus, for God's sakes, you guys, pick up your trash. Man, we cannot afford to give Mike Adams any more ammunition to take anything else from us. We no. cannot afford for north campus to like damn 3 days of Woodstock every Saturday. And how hard is it to carry a couple of damn hefty bags and pick up your own stuff? Police your own trash. Keep north campus kind of decent. How about that?
1: Absolutely.
0: He's already cut us to the bone. No kegs, no music, no I mean, hell, he's already cut us to the bone on north campus anyway. Let's not give him any more ammunition, okay? Let's take let's keep what we got before he runs this completely off campus you know
1: yeah I mean and, and let's just act like normal civilized human beings I mean <laughs> oh. I didn't I didn't keep the neatest uh apartment when I was in college but you can't but it wasn't a pigsty either although the bathtub was pretty shaky um, <laughs> yeah looked like we had like a fungi experiment growing <laughs> in there at one point chicken but, you know just just keep your area like you like you would your house or your apartment or well, I wouldn't say your car because a lot of people use it. Yeah. Like, But, you know, you hit it right. Pick your trash up, put it in a bag. They're not even asking you to take it with you. Just take your bag and pile it up Sure. so they can pick it up easily. And like you say, just... Don't make it look like a bomb's gone off.
0: I just don't want to give Mike Adams any more ammunition to take any more privileges from us, you know. Exactly. So anyway, police your area, guys. Clean up your ding mess. Don't let North Campus look like Woodstock. And we're gonna win this game, okay? Uh, you want to go ahead and do the all we gotta do is show up, line.
1: Yeah, I okay. mean, you For know, our it's, Chicago it's, dogs. Absolutely. Dog walk starts at ten twenty one. Coach Rick is uh, this is his one game. Where he, he walks in with them and, you know, we talked about it on the last show. Uh, you know, let's have a big turnout. This is, this is the start of the season. We've got a lot of new, you know, not, not a whole lot of new faces, but we've got a lot of guys that are starting for the first time. Uh, defense is all brand new. I mean, this is a whole brand-new scheme for these guys. They're going to need some confidence less than the men fired up. Let's have a good turnout for the dog walk. Let's show these guys, you know, that we care. We've put last season behind us. We're going 12-0. and We're winning a national championship. We are taking it all to the house this year.
0: Bam. I like it, baby. I like it. Let's have, I agree. Big turnout for the dog walk. Let's pump these kids up. Let them know we're behind them. And let's get this season off to a good start by pounding the Cajuns, man.
1: Absolutely. Cause I tell you what, if we win every game we play, we don't have to worry about what anybody else is doing.
0: Damn Skippy, buddy. Dog fans, on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Remember, give us a call on the comment line, 706-363-0210, or email us at dogcast at com. Old dog loves getting emails. So send him some email. Tell him you love him. Do, you know, pet him, pet him,
1: pat him. That's on the right pat me on the head i'm like a dog i i need a lot of i need a lot of love a lot of love
0: there you go but anyway thanks for listening dog fans uh Get your pool. If you're if you're going to be in the pool, check. Uh, I'll have a link to the pool in the show notes tonight. Uh, join the pool. The password to join the pool is Derek. D E R E K. And the link is uh, will be in the show notes. Just go to the website at dogcast.com. Click on the link in the show notes. Enter the password Derek and join the pool. We're gonna have weekly prizes and uh, see if you can beat me. All right. Sometimes and there's some ringers in there though. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. There's some. I don't control the ringers, but I know who they are from last year. You had the same guys winning. The guys are freaking football geniuses. So, uh, Dog fans, Dog Walk ten twenty one 21 kickoff at twelve twenty one. Raging Cajuns versus the Dogs this opening week. Let's go, Dogs. Hey, Derek and Old Dogs, this is Tracy Clark, uh, calling from SoCal. Uh, just wanted to also give some kudos to that call from Jeff. I was like, damn, that brought back some memories. I remember sitting on Cumberland Parkway, like, Trying to like work my way through the audio that you got. I'm just kidding. It wasn't that bad. But anyway, no, it was definitely, definitely a great call. Um, Definitely look forward to you guys uh, bringing bringing the podcast this season. Um, You know, a lot of us, like Jeff, you know, we're out here, we're on a different coast. So we we count on you guys big time. We count on you for the information and uh, we count on you for the energy, man. There's nothing like going for a walk out here, like in a totally different part of the country and just uh, having the the dog cast in your ear. So, anyway, Look forward to a great season, look forward to great shows, and uh, go dogs. See you guys. Hey Derek and Old Dog, this is Bentley in Charlottesville. Uh, just want to say how glad I am to hear about you guys back in the, uh, in the bunker, calling the, uh, you know, doing the podcast. Uh, what a treat it was when, uh, when Old Dog made his comeback and um, I just want to let you know y'all were talking about traditions that you uh that you
1: like and the track and the chapel bell and all that stuff and I just wanted to uh make you guys aware if you weren't uh you all are uh, ingratiating yourselves into my bulldog traditions now you guys uh your voices your insights are fast becoming a uh a tradition for my Saturdays
0: in the fall, and I just wanted to thank y'all very much. Keep it up
1: and um uh, go dogs. <laughs>